Welcome, welcome to our new show. I would like to officially apologise for the artwork created by our very own commercial director, Ross Garrity. Ross, what is that? Bubble trouble, we are here. Fight Camp has just thrown up so much fun and games so far, including my little gaff earlier on on the TV with a shaman mother... That one, which is quite embarrassing, much to everybody's amusement around here. We've got one day to go till the big reveal at Fight Camp up at the Matchroom HQ. I'm delighted to be joined by my first guest, Dave Colwell. Dave, you've been taking the mic out of me as well today. Great, great moment. I think everybody has, mate. I think everybody has. It's been, a, it's been a funny old week, hasn't it? Like, it's almost, some people have called it a prison camp. Um, yeah. Chris sanagar has been walking up and down yep, there up with, and with down his doing friends. Plenty of laps. But I think for a fighter, I guess not too different from that regimental lifestyle of being in camp. No, I mean, I can only speak from, for, for my fighter, Jordan Gill, and, and he said, you know, he's quite used to that. You know, like you say, um, fighters are used to being held up, um, isolated, you know, restricted on what they can eat, what they can do. Um, so really, it's not really been that bad for them. It's more a case of us lot, you know. Um, but it is what it is. We're here for a job and, and you know, it's, that's the main thing. I've been trying to sell this throughout and I keep sort of putting in people's minds about no crowds and underperforming, mm. overperforming. Do you, do you go along with that or is that yeah. just rubbish? You think that in this environment, some are going to underperform, some are going to overperform? 100% because you have, you have an element of fighters out there that are actually gym fighters. So I can speak for that, right? Because I, I saw it with Johnny Nelson, I saw it with myself, where in the gym, you look pretty good. And then you go out under the bright lights, the big arenas and, and the big crowds, and then you go within yourself and you and you put in a break on yourself and you don't don't perform to the best of your ability. Also, there's another element of fighters that I worry for. I you know, people like Conor Ben, Derek Chisora that, that you know really, really get the juices going from the crowd, from the atmosphere, the roar of you know, and, and, and all the noise. How would you know, if if they end up box having to box behind closed doors, how would they cope with it and you know there's some fighters here that on on this on this series of, of the first four shows where you look at it, you think I wonder how they're gonna handle things a lot of the opponents where maybe they're not used to boxing on TV big crowds and things like that they might thrive on this because they've got nothing to lose people don't know who they are they're coming up you know somebody like a, a Nathan Bennett fighting Dalton Smith he pops up this is his big big moment but there's no pressure of crowds and things. And when you get in there, it may just be an atmosphere similar to, to sparring. You know, I try to create that in, in our final spars where normally we have music and there's a bit of atmosphere in the gym. Um, the last two spars, I didn't allow anybody in, anybody else in, 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 in the gym, you know, the fighters or anything like that, unless it was the guy that was Jordan sparring, his sparring partner, his trainer over in the other corner, just myself no music no nothing and we try to create that where it's all you're in is the breathing you're in the the, the punching and you don't know if some fighters going to cope with that well there are five favorites in these contests your man being one of them we won't talk too much about that fight mm. i think we've done that now but when you look at the other four fights as well mm. fabio wardley careful because mm. he's standing over there bigger than me as well Dalton smith um james tennyson and um ted cheeseman mm. Can you, can you look past those guys? Do you believe that there's going to be an upset in those four fights as well? I the, think you would fancy those guys yourself. Yeah, to you do. Through. But the thing that we like about boxing is when it's not prospect against journeyman, um, top you know, champion against just an unpicked opponent in that respect, nine times out of ten, it's like, you know what's going to happen. In these fights, there's, plus we've got the... the the whole element of, of lockdown. How's the preparation been? What you know? What have they missed? What they'd normally get? How's the mentality going to be when they walk out and it's it's there's no crowd? 
listening to commentators at ringside that's another thing that that i've thought about is because you can you know the guys that have boxed at, at 5 30 6 30 you know show openers they can hear every single voice around when when you're boxing main events and things like that with big crowds you don't hear what Macklin's saying, what, what Adam Smith's saying or whatever, you know? But if you're hearing them, their opinions saying that you're behind, you may may react in a way that you wouldn't normally. Um, so you don't know how these elements can happen, but the opponents for these fights, they're not gimmies. They're here to win and they expect to win, you know? Um, Cheeseman expects to beat Eggington. Eggington expects to beat Cheeseman, you know? Um, Simon Viali, he's a very, very experienced fighter. He's almost... Not meaning in a, in a bad way, but he's got a, an attitude where he, he, he likes to intimidate and, and to bully. So he thinks that he's the man. You know, he's coming up against Fabio, who's, who's on the way up, and, and you know he, he's not going to be intimidated. So in each each fight, same with ours as ourselves with, with Bellotti, you may have somebody that's a slight favourite, but every single person that you would say is an underdog is a very live underdog, and that's the thing about boxing: is live underdogs are very very dangerous. Well, we cannot wait, and. The team have come up with some games today for our guests. I'm some worried are quite about good. this. One. Some are quite good. Some are absolutely terrible. I like this one. You can play along at home. This is called Take Five, where we have to go from fighter A to fighter B by linking opponents. I did explain it to you. You do understand. Yeah, I gave and, you an and, example I, and I did say to you, my memory's not the best. Okay, well, you might like struggle then, but you, be creative. And for those mm. at home, to give you an example, we go when we talk about Jorge, go from Jorge Linares to Lee Wood. And we go Linares box Lomachenko, Lomachenko box Rigandau, Rigandau box Jazza Dickens, Jazza Dickens box Lee Wood. Simples, right? Okay. So, David, your first one, of course, is to go from Sam Eggington to Andre Ward. What? I'll start you off. Come on. Sam Eggington box Paulie Malinaji. Babe, you've got to work back. Yeah, right. yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. So Malinaji from Malinaji, who's he? I've got five steps. I've actually thought of a way to do it in four steps. Yeah, because you're looking at the screen. Yeah, but I've, no, but I knew this before, sure. mate, because I'm actually a genius. Sure. Okay. Sam Eggington box Liam Smith. We'll do this one together. Liam Smith box... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Liam Smith box Canelo, Canelo box... Um, uh, oh, hang on. No, hang on. I've, I lost my train of thought then. Who did Canelo box Miguel. that Andre Ward boxed? Oh, shit. Oh, I had it and it's gone. I think recently. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's gone. Who did Canelo box in his last fight? Moving up the divisions. Jumping up two weight classes. Yeah, uh, cover right. box. Okay. Ward, yeah. So the actual example was Eggington fought Malinaji, Malinaji fought Khan, oh. Khan box Canelo, Canelo box Kovalev, Kovalex box Ward. I just yeah, did it in four. Mate, right? you, yeah, but you're looking okay, at screen. Next There's one. No way I'm now you've got it. this, you've got this, Dave. Manny Pacquiao to David Hay. <sighs> and I'll give you the first one again because it'll help you. Pacquiao. Have you, have you got, got me on this first it, so, so you can embarrass me on this Pacquiao, as the first guest on this Pacquiao show? Pacquiao boxed De La Hoya. Go. You've got to move up the weight class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De La Hoya boxed Hopkins. Yes. Hopkins boxed... Hang on. Who did the Hopkins? Who did Hopkins box? This is quite tough, to be fair. Hang Hopkins on. boxed 
Can you play some music so they're not bored Hopkins at home? Hopkins someone who's in a big fight on September 12th. A controversial fight. Dave with bloody Mike Tyson. Yeah. Roy Jones. Yeah, I know. I know. Hopkins, I know that one. I'm trying to work out. Man box De La Hoya. De La Hoya box Hopkins. Hopkins box Roy Jones. Who did Roy Jones Macronelli. box? Macronelli. box here. No. Did Roy? Oh, yeah. Jim, yeah. You can have uh, that. Oh, you can have that. Yeah, uh, you can have that. You can have that, but it was John Reed. But it's fine. I'll let you have that. I know it's fine. You definitely well done, give me Dave. that one, You've mate. Done two out of five there. Well done, mate. Right, here's one for you. Go on. Because you know all about your fighters, don't you? Come on. Oh, no. Hopey Price to Chocolatito. Think. And Hopey's only had, what, four fights? Oh, he's had two fights. Two Come fights. on, get your oh, fight. Yeah, Hang on. Hang on. I know my fighters. Does he know his fighters? He's that good. I thought I watched him twice. Right. Okay. Well, even better then. So, name one of Hopi's opponents. <laughs> I know where he boxed. <laughs> okay, Hopi boxed Joel Sanchez, as oh, yeah. you remember very well, yeah, right? Yeah, Who course. did Joel Sanchez box? Name some of his opponents. Ed, you're stitching me up. Yeah, this is, this is wrong, this is. Paddy Barnes, yeah? Who did Paddy Barnes box? I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. Um, Barker, come in here. Barker, who do you, you Paddy Barnes box? Over here, Darren. Darren won't get this. I'll tell you. Paddy Barnes boxed Christopher Rosales. Right. Christopher Rosales boxed Cal Yafai. Cal Yafai boxed. There's one more. There's one more, okay? And you can both work on this together. I want to know, and did you all get that in this same time? That's what I want to know. It's your fighter as well. And at home, you've got to be working on this as well. We're going from Jordan Gill to Floyd Mayweather in five steps. Work on it at home while these two work. Floyd Mayweather. You would, you, right. I said, let me, so you've got Jordan Gill, your fighter. There's also in there one of your old stable mates at welterweight. An Essex boy. Purdy. Correct. Lee Purdy so, for so, Devin Alexander. Right, yeah, yeah, but that's too far. So Jordan Gill boxed, a, boxed a very experienced journeyman called. Does no. Do you see his first sixteen fights? Okay, he's had. I think he's had two hundred fights now. The journeyman. Oh, uh, and he's now. still going. Now. Yeah, um, or he might have just retired. Uh, Christian Lay. Correct. Right, right. Retired. Jordan Gill boxed Christian Lay. Right. Christian Lay boxed. Lee Purdy. Correct. Purdy fought Devin Alexander. Alexander. Devin Alexander fought Floyd Mayweather. No. No, he didn't. What? No, Alexander fought, uh, hang on, hang on. Who did that fought Mayweather? Alexander. No, he didn't fight Mayweather. Yeah, you're no. all right till then. Yeah. But Devin hang Alexander on. fought who, who boxed Floyd Mayweather? No, it weren't Lamont Peterson. It weren't. Fuck. Oh. So the bloke who beat him? No, Floyd didn't get beat, mate. <laughs> beat Alexander. I'll give you a clue. The bloke who fought Floyd got hit by a sucker punch. Victor Ortiz. Correct. Mm. Bloody hell, you lot. You're supposed to be boxing experts. Who's got, I thought this was one of our best games, to be fair. Oh, this, this Jordan is, this Gill is boxed Christian Lake. Christian Lake boxed Lee Purdy. Lee Purdy boxed Devin Alexander. Devin Alexander boxed Victor Ortiz. Victor Ortiz boxed Floyd Mayweather. But if you weren't looking at that, would you have known that? Well, of course, Dave. I'm a boxing historian. But you didn't know Opie Price's record? Well, it's 4-0, 2-0. Oh, right. oh, it's okay. all the same thing. Okay. That's why I'm trying to get you to take that tough fight okay. next week. Yeah, okay. So, all right, Dave. You know, all right. So, David, final question. Your charge, Jordan yeah, okay. Gill. Something Nervous? I know about. Yeah. 
Nervous? I'm always nervous. You're, you're when my very close to Jordan, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you're, yeah. you've been through the ups and downs with him as well. Yeah. It's a massive fight for him. Massive. It, it is. It is. And to be honest, I'm, I'm nervous about whenever any of my fighters fight. Not, you know, just because I know what it means to him. And for a kid that's gone through everything that he's gone through, even before he came to me, you know, his 18 months of inactivity, then, you know, nobody knows who he is. And then all of a sudden, he went like that, you know, headlining bills and stuff like that. And then the dip, then the illness, thinking he's never going to box again. He's had a lot of, a lot of mixed emotions lately. Um, but I will be honest with you. What's his confidence like? Fantastic, right? Like the Tinoco fight. I mean, is that ruled at like? Right. You have to be when you when you come up against hardships and when you get defeated and when things don't go right, you have to acknowledge it. You have to understand it in order to move on. If you just Put it to back head. Yes, listen, he was ill, 100%. And people can say what they want, he was ill, 100%. But I still said to him, you lost because he made the wrong decisions in the fight. So little things that he did in that fight, whether or not, because he showed me in round seven, he did his best boxing in the fight in round seven. After he, So he got through all that and still managed to manage to do right in round seven, which showed me that he's, if he had kept his decision-making right, and if the things that, that, that led to knockdowns and things like that, being in that sort of position, it didn't do, it would have still won the fight, despite being ill. So we've never used it as, a, as, as that in the gym, thinking, oh, he's all right, just carry on doing what you're doing. We've worked on things, we've, we've improved as, as uh, he's improved as a fighter, the sparring he's been getting, talking to him, the mentality. The illness has played a big thing in him, because he thought boxing was gone, he thought that was going to be it. And then to come through that, there's certain things that happen in your life that make you more mature as a man. He was, he was 25, 24 when he fought him, 25, but a young 24, 25. Mm. Now he's, he's, he's just at 26, he's got married, he's been through all that, he's matured a lot, and he carries himself a lot more mature. You know, you've seen fighters coming through. Some fighters, are, you know, they're still young kids, and some fighters mature a lot, a, a lot quicker than others. And I've seen a change in Jordan over the last few months, and you know what, lockdown's been brilliant. It's been brilliant for us, for, for us, for preparation, everything. He's done everything right, and he's he's in a great place. So all he's got to do on, on Saturday night is not, I'm not being, no respect to you, not give a toss what you're saying. It's, oh, if you lost, that's it, you're, you end of your career. That I don't believe in that, because so many fighters throughout the career, uh, throughout boxing, get beat, learn from it, keep getting better, keep getting better, and then look at, like, Johnny Nelson lost 12 times, become world champion for seven years. Derek Chisora keeps getting beat, keeps coming back. You're only two wins away from getting back up there. So don't put all the pressure on yourself as though it's life and death. And then if you get beat, that's it. You need to retire. That's bull. Oh, mate. You know? So, so I'm oh, not... I've got to so sell it, haven't I? I know you've got to sell it, but what I'm saying is but you don't, they don't have to buy into no, that. You, yeah. Every fight is as important as, 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 as the but last one. He's got one. to win, right? He's got to win. Yeah. yeah, of course he has. But he has to win a normal... You know, a, a kid that's boxing a, a six-round has got to make sure they win that if they want to get up there. You know, it's how, it's how boxing is. Well, you have the honour of kicking off the whole thing yeah, I'm just disappointed with, the, with, with that. I know, don't worry. We'll see how everyone gets on at home. But good luck tomorrow, my friend. Fight yeah. number one, fight camp. Your boy yeah, kicking it off. To it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And he's looking forward to it. With the, the clips that we've seen and everything, it's going to be buzzing. It's going to be wicked. It's like an event. It is like it an event. good. And that's the one we chose to kick off. Jordan Gill against Reese Bellotti. Fight number one on fight camp. It's been a year of ups and downs. A year of reflection. That bumps in the road, but now it's time to stabilise and move forward. I didn't know if I'd box again. I didn't know if I'd ever be the same person again. I'm pushing 30 now, I'm not a prospect anymore.
if he thinks he's going to hunt me down without walking up to some bombs, it's going to be an early night. I'm a father and a husband. I have a new drive and I have to provide. Welcome back to Bubble Trouble and again apologies for the logo behind me but I've just heard that we put out a competition to the local primary school and this is what they come up with. We've just seen David Coldwell's quite poor effort, Fabio. He's still here so I won't be too harsh but he did all right. He did I understand right. that you had a couple of those answers as well. There was a few in there which I was trying to shout from him from the back, trying to give him trying to give him a bit of help but he, yeah. weren't, he wasn't hearing. Okay, well you've got a couple coming up yourself. First I want to talk about your fight on Saturday night, fight camp. Really excited for you and this fight because this is almost like the moment where you know we've seen you knock over some you know, decent fighters, but mm. no one that's really come with the same intentions as Simon Valili. I'm excited to find out, quite honestly, how good you are. Yeah. Excited, really, for the biggest test so far in your career. Yeah, massively. This is going to be a massive test for me and a massive opportunity to show as well that although I haven't got the same kind of background as, as Simon, who's someone who's, who's well-decorated as an amateur, he's got a good... Good, comes from a good kind of pedigree of, of ABA boxing that I can still beat those guys and move forward and, and kick on to do something big in the division. I thought he sold himself quite well yesterday. I mean, some he's, he's, he's a volatile a young fiery. man. He did. He got <laughs> fiery. But, you know, he did mention some stuff that when you're debating the fight, you have to take note of. You know, mm. he's obviously his experience uh, as, a, as an amateur, the people that you've boxed so far. It's not your fault. That's just how you develop as a yeah. professional. So there are a few people thinking... You know, maybe this Fabio Wardley might not be all that, but this is the kind of stage in the platform to really catapult yourself up there with the likes of Joyce and Dubois and those top young British heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you'd if you laid all of our or sorry, both of mine careers out, mine and Simon's out, and you looked at our backgrounds and our pedigrees and where you come from, he should be the favourite. He should be the one that everyone's talking about to move on to do the bigger things, and everyone's everyone's saying that he's the next one up kind of thing. But I think he's, he's shown in the past that he's, there is something lacking in that, whether that be his head or his commitment to the sport or whatever, where sometimes hard work beats skill and what you have already. If you're not willing to put that in the gym and, and someone comes up against you who is, who is massively ready to put it all on the line on the night, then you're going to come crumbling down. And, and what better stage to do it on the fight camp and show everyone and say, look, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this show and, and fight camp itself to... So like we've been saying for a while, now have a coming out party. So I'm, I'm really excited. Well, I know that you and Dillian White and the team have wanted that step up for a while. Mm -hmm. Now it's happening probably a little bit later than we anticipated, but yep. it's here. But when he talks about, I think he made another valid point, which I don't necessarily agree with about, you know, he doesn't see that there's necessarily huge amounts of value in the sparring that you've done. But the sparring that you have had in the division has been first class. Tell mm. us a little bit about that. Dillian White, of course, and many rounds with Alexander Usyk as well. Yeah, I've, I've had the privilege of, from quite an early start as well, being able to spar some of them top boys in the division. So, like Dylan White, Derek Chisora, Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, all from just grafting, like I was saying, just putting that in and putting myself out there and saying to these guys, look, I'm willing to come to the gym and put the work in with you. Whatever you need from me, however many rounds you want, however hard you want to go, I'm there to match you and, and do that. And I think I built up a bit of a a reputation of that guy to get in who, who you need. Because sometimes sparring partners can take their job a bit lightly. They're there for a bit of money and they can just come in, do their couple of rounds and they ship off home. Where I saw it as an opportunity to prove myself to these people and say like, no, I can I can match you. I can I can go with you there. I can I can go to that war with you if that's what you want to do. And I think I think that's where I got a lot of, 
a lot of kind of admiration from from these guys that he's young and he's ready to kind of put it in. Well, Simon Valili, he's volatile. You know, he has blown hot and cold in his career so far. He looks in great shape and he looks comfortable up at heavyweight. What are you expecting from him? He talked about his ability to outbox you, but do you think he's going to come out on the front foot? Do you expect him to be a little bit wild and reckless early on, or do you think he's going to be a bit more cautious and, and try and box you over the distance? I think for a round or two, he'll, he'll try and keep his cool head, he'll try and stick to his boxing, stick to his game, but... Over time, when things aren't working for him, when the jabs are missing, when the punches aren't there that he thought would be there, where I'm not there, when I'm off and I've, I've skated halfway across the ring without you even hitting me, that it's gonna, it's gonna get to his head a bit, and he's gonna result to that, that just kind of red mist and just go for me and gun forward and throw those big haymakers, and, and I welcome that because that's gonna be easy to counter. Good stuff, Fabio. We look forward to your fight. This is our second game of the night. It's called second guessing. Okay. Don't look at the answers. Sorry, cheers. We will hope this went better than. Dave. <laughs> Dave. Um, okay, so this should be a little bit easier because a lot of them about your career so far. Okay. Question number one. Who did you box in your fifth pro fight? My fifth pro fight? Uh, I think I think it was my um, debut of Matchroom as well, and it was Phil Williams. Correct. One out of one for the Wardley. Is that, I'm already ahead of Dave. Well, all right, Dave. Blimey, you're so competitive, don't Dave. No, don't, don't want no trouble, Dave. 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 Sorry, mate. Dave, we're all, <laughs> mate, we're all in quarantine here. Yeah? Just have a friendly debate. You know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Right. How many rounds have you boxed in your entire pro career? Total. Uh, four. One, one. One. Eighteen? Twenty. Oh. That's not bad. I mean, it's that. not bad. It's that's, wrong. That's, I mean, what? that's close though. Yeah. yeah. That's close. That's not bad. Yeah, it's only two out. <laughs> well, you know. Okay. <clears throat> this is one not about you. This is an AJ question. AJ has retired several fighters in the ring. Name two fighters that never boxed again after they boxed him. And there is about four or five actually. Paul Butlin? Is he one? I actually don't know the answer to that one. I don't think he's boxed again since. Okay. I'll have that one. Cheers. Okay. I don't think I've got another. <laughs> um, it's wrong. Is it wrong? It's wrong. Oh, well, let's right. go for a famous one. One of the greatest heavyweight fights of all time. Klitschko. Correct. That was pretty easy, yeah. Well done. Well I overlooked done. that one. Cheers. Um, AJ, AJ, who else for me? I'm going to give you five seconds. Uh, I don't know his name. Okay, there's a few of them. Emmanuel Leo, who he debuted against. Matt Legg, Matt Skelton, Michael Skelton. Sprott, I believe. Sprott. As well. And Leo uh, was the one with the curly hair, but I didn't know his name. Yeah, possibly. Uh, no, that was um, Zumbano Love. All right, got that Zumbano wrong as well. Then. Yeah, so you're going well on that Sack one. Sack one off. Well, only one out of three. Next. But I, I fancy you might get this one. Your opponent, Simon Valilli, who did he stop in the ABA semi-finals? I've done zero research on him. Okay. It's a, it's a clue. Can I... It's a heavyweight from Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Oh, uh, I think it's there. coming to me. I think it's coming to me. Um, 
Towers? Oh, hang about. <laughs> Stuart's inquiry on that one. No, the team over there. Towers, Towers, Towers. Oh, right, I'm not sure about that one. I'm not sure about that. But this one I like. This is a good question from the team. It's quite frankly, the other <coughs> shit. Right. You share a birthday with three of the following four. But who is the incorrect answer? Brad Pitt. Did you know that? That's correct. I know that one. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Also correct. Christina Aguilera. Pretty sure she's correct. And Barack Obama. Yes, it's not Obama. You are right. Barack Obama. Correct. You share a birthday with Brad Pitt, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Christina Aguilera. Taking away the Richard Towers shout-out, I actually give you two out of five. Nah. It's possibly three out of five, but the team were shouting to me. So, actually, Dave. But I did, but I did better. Yeah, but, actually, I, but I did he, do better he, than Dave. Borderline saved you, to be honest with you. But Barker's up soon, and we've got a new quiz for him. So, um, chatted to Dillian White much. Yeah, ahead yeah. Of this fight. Spoke, I mean, he's, he's excited for you in this fight as well. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Tuning in. I believe buzzing. Sky is sending a little Zoom camera or whatever it is. Are they? Yeah, to him. To, he's going to be uh, tuning in. Be able to and see what it. advice has he given you going into this fight? <laughs> Same old advice I get from Dill. Maximum, maximum violence. Yeah, maximum violence. Put the work on him. But no, nah, he's always been there. He's always been in the corner. Just even throughout camp, the whole time he's been in Portugal, just been checking in, making sure everything's going well, making sure I'm I'm good. So, yeah, he's he's right there supporting in the corner. But he's always there, maximum violence, like the same way. He's seen me inspiring and in training and stuff, so he knows what I can do. So he just says, "Now's your time. Show the world." He hasn't said no to any opponents I've put to him. So he obviously has a lot of belief in you. Oh yeah, definitely. And this that's something that he runs through all of us, like anyone that's attached to him, who's signed to him in any way, he doesn't bring you in if, if you think you just want to coast through and take it easy and just chill. He will he will bring you and raise you on the same mentality that he does and the same mentality he takes for boxing is we take all comers. We take anyone that comes and anyone that wants it can get it, like he says. Well, Fabio Wardley against Simon Valili, it's a cracker. This is hotting up. English heavyweight title, fight three on fight week one of fight camp. Welcome back. As you can see, well, I'm joined by my number one first ever signing, dazzling Darren Barker. The show's been a complete disaster so far. The quizzes that we've put together have completely flopped. So we've gone and really pushed the boat out to the final <laughs> quiz of this fantastic new show, Bubble Trouble. And it's called What's in the Cupboard? Yes. Before we do that, Darren, bad as the logo. You're looking, yeah, well, this is a very low-key production, and uh, welcome to the team. Cheers, mate. <laughs> and uh, Darren, you've done a lot of sunbathing today, but I have noticed you have been getting into quarantine, you have been getting into the bubble, and you have been getting very excited about tomorrow night. Yeah, Walking around actually debating these fights with other bubble members. Yeah, I, do you know what? I'm buzzing firstly that boxing's back properly. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? The, what I love about this is the fights are so hard to pick. Do you know what I mean? There are favourites, but the percentage win-lose, it it's like that. Do you know what I mean? I think the, the one for me where I think the widest favourite is probably Dalton Smith. You seem to rate him, don't you? Yeah, I do. I, it's, you know, I, I love 
uh, how well he's done in the amateurs, that, that pedigree that he's got, and he's brought it through. Uh, great relationship with his dad who, who trains him, and I just think he's got everything. How important is that pedigree? I mean, there's a fighter just joined us on a show, Fabio Wardley, mm. who didn't have that pedigree. I mean, can you rule those guys no, out of course you can't. to elite level? Or of course you, you, you can't. Look, when you, when you build a house, you want steady foundations. I like what you did there. Yeah, huh? um, you know, I'm, I'm a product of that. Uh, I don't just think the fighting uh, is the main thing. For instance, you know, Dalton, the same as me, we would have travelled all around Europe, going to these tough multi-nations in Eastern Bloc, uh, and you're sharing the, the same hotel with your opponents, you're having to walk past them, the crowd in it, you know, it, it's, it's a horrible situation to be in. And for, for Dalton Smith, walking around, crossing, uh, crossing uh, Nathan Bennett, in the corridors is going to be strange, nothing. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it is strange. Yeah. It would never happen usually, no, you no. know. And it's the, I've, I've said it. The, the last person I'd want to see during the week uh, of my fight would be my opponent. I don't want to go nowhere near him. I just want to see him in the ring. Um, but that's all, that, you know. It, it's it's not new to Dawson. So you've Smith. got an opponent, right? Yeah. You're, you're fighting a title fight, and you're yeah. in this bubble, and you're walking down the corridor, which, by the way, are about that long. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, your opponent comes the other way. Yeah. Do you a walk past and go? Is this is this my quiz? Yeah. No. Is this, no. no. This is just out of interest, right? So I'm, you know, do you walk past and go <laughs> like that? Well, you've got wind. Do you do you walk past and go, all right, son? Or what do you or what do you do? So uh, I would do. I'm fighting you. Right. So I am. Or would you, all right, mate. Come on then. Okay. How you doing, sir? You all right? <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> no, but it's reverse psychology. I just want to look like uh, I'm a bit of a softie. When the bell goes, I'm double hard. Um, yeah, I didn't really play up to all that, but uh, and, I, and I'm sure I've seen Dalton walk around. He's not grounded at Nathan Bennett because like, he believes in his well, I think ability. The only one that had the potential to do that was Fabio against Simon Valili. Simon Valili, actually. But Simon Valili scares me. Mm. I'm not even fighting him. He's scaring me. Mm. You know, he's growling at everyone. A lot of people giving him a bit of stick because they're saying that. Um, Simon Valili won a Commonwealth Games gold mm. medal, mm. but actually that event is overrated and actually doesn't take a lot of winning. He took the piss. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh blimey, you won uh, my thing. Sorry, <laughs> man, I forgot all about that. No, do you know what though? I will say it is the easiest of the uh, major tournaments to win. Okay, I believe. But you got to be shit hot to win it. Okay, I believe you. We now move on to uh, what's in the cupboard. Darren, I have. Six items, I believe, in here. And you need to tell me whose items they are. We went into their room. Some people had very little in their room, actually. Firstly, I'm going to put out oh, what, what can only be described. And this concerns me because it appears that one of our fighters has smuggled a female into their changing room. Because there is no way... They're from they the future. <laughs> there is no way... They are trainers for a male. But anyway, someone literally only had these in his room. Only had them. Darren, who would wear shoes like this? All right, let me have a, can I hold the, the shoe? Oh, you're checking the size, I like that. So you're ruling out the big boys. Right, it's a six, that's a six. <laughs> do you know what they are? And they are, by the way, these are Balenciagas. They're about 800 quid a pair, something like that. Right, I do you know what? It was the shoes. You know when you got one leg longer than the other? <laughs> yeah. You've got to wear one of them. That's what I thought that was. Um, right, do you know what? It's a, what did I say it was? It's a, six. it's a size six. Because he's younger, into all of this craziness, I'm going to go with Dalton Smith. 
It's the cheddar. Ted Cheeseman. Right, I'm telling you, he's in the doghouse okay. with me. Okay, this person has been in his room Ted. most of the week. This is a <sighs> PS4 controller. Is that two people? We know that a lot of people play this, but this particular individual has oh. been on this. There's for two, the though. Week. There's two, Dave. I've seen two people play PlayStation. It's out of Reese Bellotti and his opponent. That's Jordan Gill. Yes, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but is that reverse psychology? Are you trying to trick me? Because he wants to, he don't, he don't want to come last. I'm pretty sure when I see Reese playing the PlayStation, it was a blue controller. Oh, so I'm oh. going to go Jordan Gill. Oh, he's wrong again. What? Reese Bellotti, Dazzling. Oh. Dear, oh dear. The pressure is on. Let me pull one out that I do think you'll get. Oh, dear me. Now, this is a good luck charm. You may have seen this being worn by a fighter <laughs> yes. all week, and particularly at the weigh-in. He doesn't know we've got it. Are you serious? You no, that, that that, that's Reese Bellotti, right? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Even though I just pulled out something else from Reese Bellotti's room. You can't give him chances. I don't look at fighters' chests and what they're wearing. Uh, what are you, uh, yeah. You're out of time, son. That's Dalton Smith. He wears it everywhere he goes. He wears it when he weighs in. And it's available at matchroomboxing.com for £79.99. Right. Cheers, mate. You won't get this one. The champion's mind. How great athletes think, train, and thrive. It's not mine. <laughs> uh, Bear in mind, Dawn Smith. Yes, 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 yes. I get it. Right, I'm going to say, because I think he's a very articulate, intelligent man, I'm going to go with the bloke who's in the room, Fabio Wardley. Hey! No, it's James Tennyson. <laughs> So, Dow, you're absolutely flying at the moment. This, basically, this game show is to well, make you look a million dollars and I, everyone else a prat. I, they wrote the questions, they tested it on me, and I got 15 out of 15. <laughs> All right. So, we've only got two more. This one. What is that? <laughs> it is a massage gun. Okay? And it's out of battery. Bearing in mind, <laughs> we've named a number of fighters. Who has been going to work with this bad boy in the bubble this week? No bubbles withstanding that. <laughs> um, right, hold on a minute. You're not giving anything away there. Um, Oh, uh, let's, let's go with Sam Egerton. <laughs> no, it's wrong. <laughs> no, it's not. It's right. <laughs> it is right. Well, have I got it one more? Right. Yeah, you've got that one right. You've got one more. Yes, good You've got one more. Cut. All right, Dave. He's at it again over there. He's had extra Right. It's a bonus question. Harry Potter. Who has with him a Hogwarts notepad? <laughs> That writes down his tactics inside. In All right, Harry okay, Potter's okay, style. okay. 
I'll go back to this and saying that the person I thought this was is articulate, intelligent, etc. Uh, a, a bit of a thinker. So I'm going to say the Hogwarts is Fabio Wardley. You're saying that Fabio Wardley well, I'm trying is to say into his Harry Potter and that well, he, and, would, and, yeah, no, yeah. and he has a notebook and he's a bit of a nerd. <laughs> is that what you're saying to the six foot seven heavyweight over there? But a, genuinely a weirdo. Dave, whose is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's Jordan Gill. <laughs> Dave, this is worrying. This is a uh, Hogwarts diary with his tactics in for the fight, and you don't even know he's got it. But didn't I you hope say they're the same ones you've been telling him. Oh, I thought we already had a Jordan Gill answer. No. No. Okay, listen, guys, I've got to say, I've got to say, I'm not even sure this show is going to air tonight. <laughs> it was a complete waste of time, but thank you for your time to our guests, Darren Barker, <laughs> Fabio Wardley, Dave Coldwell. Before we go, there will be three more bubble troubles. Okay which I, I bet right now you're watching this absolutely, literally buzzing about back home. Are you going to change the logo? No, we're in now. We can't even leave, can we? So we can't even get another logo. But Darren, tomorrow night we mm. will go up to the Matchroom HQ. You've been yeah. there before. You've had press conferences there before. You've been in the gardens. Eight individuals, ten individuals rather. <laughs> five fights. Fight camp week one. It's all on the line. Going to throw up some surprises. Yeah, I, I, without a doubt. But one, one thing's for sure. I cannot see there being a boring fight. I'm not just saying this to sell it and because I'm standing next to the Do boss. But when I look at the fights, I think to myself, it, they just got the ingredients to be perfect. Do you think there's pressure on these guys to be in exciting fights as well? I mean, I know that obviously everyone's just saying we need, just need to get the victory. But when this opportunity presents yourself on this kind of platform, if you can couple victory with an exciting performance... It's double, it's, yeah. it's, it's double bubble. Well, I just got to look at Nathan Bennett, I guess, to name one. The, the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is huge for him. For me, personally, being an ex-fighter, there's always an element of pressure. You know, even if you're sparring, you want to perform well, you want to, you know, get off the stuff you're practicing. Uh, I, I think it would be similar. But once that bell goes, you sort of go into a trance and you just get down to business. You know, I used to, when I used to fight, I wouldn't really pay attention to the crowd anyway. You kind of know it's there, but wouldn't really listen to it. So I just think they're going to be action-packed fights and uh, I will say may the best men win. Thank you, Darren. Well, we have one more sleep in the bubble, in quarantine to go till we break out of here. You can see what it's done to us as individuals, but we're nearly there. Tomorrow night, it all unfolds at the Matchroom HQ.